0: Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of the Get Behind Fanny podcast. Working together on these audio adventures are Fanny's drummer, Alice DeBure. Daughter of Fanny's manager, Roy Silver, and historian, Dr. Kristen Hilaire glasgow And I'm Byron Wilkins, a lifelong Fanny fan and webmaster of the FannyRocks.com website. Hello, Alice and Kristen. And I'm really looking forward to hearing and sharing some secrets about Fanny this episode.
1: Hey, Byron. Hey, Alice. Hello, everyone. We are really excited about this episode to, again, as Byron said, talk about secrets, myths, and rumors about Fanny. Mm-hmm. And to underscore this discussion, we're going to be listening to two Fanny songs, Candlelighter Man by June and right. Jean on Fanny's self-titled album in 1970, and mm-hmm. What Kind of Lover, written by Nikki Barkley, which is on Charity Ball, written in 1971. But right before we begin, okay, <laughs> last week Alice, mm-hmm. you had you were making a reference to being celebrated as a trailblazer at the Berkeley College, and you yes. said that was in two thousand seven. Am I correct on that? Uh, you're and correct, then you and I know where you're age. going.
2: <laughs> and so,
1: how old are you
2: actually? Well, <laughs> you <yeah. laughs> know. My brain was obviously not firing on all cylinders, so I meant to say that 13 years ago, I was 40. Uh, So there! No, I'm 71, for gosh sakes.
1: And you look fabulous. It's all the matter. All right, now that we've cleared up your age, let's talk about Fanny and Fanny living at Fanny Hill. Yep. Uh, we've, we've mentioned a lot on this podcast the name Fanny Hill because it's also the name of Fanny's third album produced by Richard Perry. But let's just clarify what Fanny Hill was. So, Alice, tell us about it.
2: Well, as far as Fanny Hill, um, it was a beautiful Spanish-style house up in the hills above Sunset Boulevard. And we were told that Hetty Lamar had lived there back in the heyday <laughs> of Hollywood. You know, it was up the hill from the Chateau Marmont and it was just a really really great house but it was coined fanny hill obviously it was on a hill but there was a guitar (laughs) player who was hanging out there because there were always musicians hanging out but one day he answered the phone and he said fanny hill and the name stuck you know it's so that's how fanny hill got its name and it's also where june and gene wrote candlelighter man
1: that intro so much. So great. And I can vividly imagine June and Jean writing this song at Fanny Hill. I remember that place so well. And so the first question when I interviewed them this week was, okay, so who was the candlelighter man for sharing secrets and myths? And June said she spoke about this in her book, Land of a Thousand Bridges. So I'll let all of you go read her amazing work. However, for the podcast, I was surprised at the answer. And I ended up discovering a whole new
3: Fanny secret. But interestingly enough, I was talking to our pal, Rob Moitoza a few months ago. And he's a bass player that Gene and I really admired. He played with the Sons of Champlin, which was a Northern California band. And he also played in Pure Love and Pleasure, which our friend um, was a drummer for. So he actually hung out with us in LA quite a bit. And he reminded me, which I completely had forgotten about that. He'd written the first part of Candlelighter Man when he was a teenager, just getting into music and he just gave it to us. Said, oh yeah, just take it, you know? And, um, I guess he said, do whatever you want. And that's what we did. We finished the song, um, and recorded it. So June. thank you, Rob.
4: Yeah. I didn't realize I wonder where the phrase came from Candlelighter Man. I thought, Did you and I think of that? So I just got the story. We didn't. Yeah.
2: And there's another person not credited because Rob didn't get credit for that. that. (laughs) Yeah, really. Which is another weird little thing. And the friend and the drummer for Pure Love and Pleasure that June is talking about was Jackie Furman, June's ex-girlfriend. You know, when I listen to this song, it, I'm just reminded how young we sound, how young we really were. Um, you know, it, I don't think we'd really hit our stride yet. Nikki hadn't even joined the band when this was originally recorded. And it was the this song was a part of that first Fanny LP. Um, and when Nikki did finally join, because we'd pretty much finished an entire album We overdubbed her keyboards on the songs that we were going to keep from that original album and recorded five of her songs, plus, I just realized, written by June and Nikki together, and added them to the album. But somehow, Reprise sent the wrong masters. They sent that original first LP to Canada, and they pressed 10,000 copies and released it in error.
0: Wow. And and that makes it even more collectible. And, you know, um, I see them sometimes on eBay, but not very often. And they're very pricey. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Wow. Alice, do you have a copy of it? Um, I have a copy that doesn't have the artwork because it's just a test pressing. I Mm -hmm. do have a test pressing of it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the artwork on this album... I have always wondered, and since we're sharing secrets, okay. So you have the front of the album, and it's your backs are to the camera, right? And on the back, you're facing the camera. Right. Same shot. Right. Um, did all of you do this with, or because of the band's name, Fanny? Because of your um, derriere? <laughs> no, ab-
2: absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think um, that you know the the sh- the album that there's a shot that was finally used for the album was the last shot of the day, you know, and I just decided I was going to pinch June's butt. You know, (laughs) it wasn't Mm -hmm. set up. It wasn't planned. There were, you know, it wasn't a play on words on the name Fanny, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before, but our intention with the name Fanny was always that it was Mm -hmm. the name of a woman.
1: Hmm. And I remember very well that what my dad wanted at the photo shoot was he wanted to show off your hair. Because it was stunning and um, that it had okay. nothing to do with your fannies, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> However, now when I'm looking at Fanny through 2021 eyes, it dawned on me that, oh, maybe there was another layer added to this, right? But Fanny to me was always the original hairband, and that was the point of the photo.
0: <laughs> and, A lot uh, less hairspray.
1: <laughs> what did you say?
0: A lot less hairspray.
1: <laughs> A lot less hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> and when my dad started managing all of you, he was the one that came up with the ad campaign, including stickers and posters right. that read, quote, get behind Fanny, close right. quote, right. which is why we chose it for our podcast. And we that's why we use the same font from the old sticker as well. But I think that's how the transition from the name of a woman for the band became a double entendre.
2: Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, and in my mind, it's unfortunate, but that double meaning has followed the band for all of these years. And I yeah. find it, it's really irritating to have to justify and to explain the real meaning of our name 50 years later.
3: We're mm-hmm. all
2: tired of it.
3: And that just really kind of, you know, quite frankly, pisses me off. It's like, you know, please leave it alone. Really? Really? We've heard every single thing we could ever can from you clever guys out there. You know? <laughs> There's nothing clever. It's all been said. It's all it's all a rehash. It's all been done, you know. So I have no respect for it. None. I realize they're not listening to the intro of Candle Lighter Man, if you know what I'm saying. They're not getting at all into that other level where they're saying, "Oh, listen to what they're actually doing." Ooh,
2: it's not female rock and roll. It's just rock rock. and roll. I mean, listen to our music without getting so damn hung up on the gender and on our name. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen to Jean's playing, listen to Nikki's keyboards and June's guitar work, you know,
1: ah anyway well i i just want to say alice you had said earlier that you didn't think this was or that fanny hadn't really hit their stride yet right and i'm sorry i beg to differ this is okay. really really jamming i think it's wonderful well each...
2: yeah you came
0: out of, you came out of the box you know running yeah i agree
1: well, okay
2: you guys have your opinions i'm entitled to mine you know? <laughs> well,
0: absolutely yeah.
1: oh yeah, yeah oh yeah but but we win no, we kidding you, yeah you talked when, <laughs> You win. Thank you very much. You don't win. No, you don't. I, I, win. Win. I win. I'm just going to say I bet we have the more backings of the UFOs than you do. Uh, you're going to put that up in a competition?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah you and what you know. army? Oh, man. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could start naming a few of the army, but let's move on.
5: Yeah. We go.
2: yeah. Well, when you talk to June and Jean this week, um, mm-hmm. I really love Jean's comments about the musicality of the song.
4: I was going to say the transition from uh, in the, the, the sort of the Uh, what do you call the interlude in the middle where you played just you didn't do a slamming uh, guitar solo you did chords it was really (laughs) interesting you know.
3: I know I'm like why didn't I it's not because I was you know kind of afraid still to to step out on the guitar so
4: yeah but but I got into
3: it in the second half a little bit so I I kind of redeemed myself. (laughs)
4: And the chords that you came up with for all of us to transition back into the verses really brilliant. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, did. Yeah.
0: I've, I've got a question. Sure. You mentioned you uh when you recorded this song before Nikki joined, and right. then she added in her stuff. But yet you've got this great big organ solo in there. Did you guys re-record the basic tracks? No. Or uh-huh. did you work with the? Oh, you didn't. So she just, you just put it in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We did wow. not
2: record the basic tracks. Nikki just came in and overdubbed the organ and the keyboards on the songs that you know needed help
0: that's even more impressive
2: yeah but if you listen to her organ solo i mean she's Mm -hmm. killing it you know and i love my triplets on the toms in the song i'm killing it we're all killing it (laughs) it's dead 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 we killed it
1: All right. Well, then moving on to another myth that needs to be killed or shattered (laughs) uh, is that the monkeys, the band, put you together. And oh. I know, just give that a oh. m- moment for a second. And Alice, had, have you ever heard that rumor? Because June and Jean had never heard it and were not only horrified, they burst out laughing at the thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one.
2: I, ha- I had never heard that one until you told me about it. But what has always really rankled me was, so Alice, who were the musicians who actually played on the album?
1: Oh, oh, man. oh implying by default that you were that they were male musicians yeah right
2: right and we did
1: we did have to prove
2: ourselves over and over and over again every gig um I think that's one of the reasons we we toured so much you know because we had we couldn't do it with just the records we had to do it live we had to show them live that we were actually playing our instruments and it usually took only about 30 seconds for the audience to you know Look To go from looking like a sea of open mouths to, oh, man, this is cool. I mean, you can't fake (laughs) it live.
1: No. (laughs) No. And especially back then, you couldn't fake it live because the technology wasn't there.
2: Right. But even if the technology had been there, it wouldn't have crossed our minds. We were serious. We were dedicated. And we put it on the line every single gig, every single album, every single rehearsal. I mean, just listen. still have to laugh every time I hear June get to that line, Vodio Doe. You know? And he was, oh, so Vodio Doe. I'm like, you know, could we find something that rhymes with, oh, 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 yeah, Vodio Doe. A
1: little
2: well, surrealistic,
5: you
1: know? it, it was <laughs> surrealistic. And as June and Jean said about that line, you know, it's kept people mystified, wondering the meaning yeah. behind it. Yeah. No meaning. <laughs> just it rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I the have song to...
0: mentions lighting up a number, so it probably came after that, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> you right, go. exactly. Good, good. <laughs> that wasn't that was nice. <laughs> nice connection there. Well, I always knew all of you were playing your own instruments because I was there and saw it, saw all of the hard work you were doing. And I too had never heard the monkeys myth until people started asking yeah. regarding the podcast. However, the one fanny myth that has rankled me to use your word, Alice, mm-hmm. but has had the longest legs is that George Harrison somehow named the band, yeah. even though Fanny yeah. didn't meet him for another couple of years. Yep. <laughs> you know, June actually shared with me that she thinks she knows who started the rumor, but what she mm-hmm. didn't want to share was oh. who she thought it was.
5: I, know, <laughs> I tried.
1: I tried. <laughs> Although my first thought was it was probably my dad. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. It drink? was your
1: dad for sure. Yep. Yeah. Although my only hesitation with staking that claim for him is that he would have picked John Lennon. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he had just signed John and Yoko to his record label Tetragrammaton. And That's he was right. and he was hipper. And he was hipper. My yeah. D- definitely. Or, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're going to make it up, go for it, you know. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I wanted you to hear, though, what June had to say about the George Harrison myth.
3: I've seen the quote about George Harrison maybe making up the name Fanny, and I've seen it in print many times, and it's definitely not true. In fact, that really bugs me. We hadn't even met him yet. you know. We were a couple of years away from meeting him, and we thought of the name Fanny after we got to L.A., so that's how much of a you know, time lapse there was. I mean, after all, he was English. And so the word fanny, we've we've often been criticized for using it because of what it means in England. And we had no idea. So why would George, I mean, ah. Yeah, you know, I've heard this over and over.
2: And I've also been asked that question almost as many times as, how does it feel to play drums as a girl? Well, how many times, you know, how does it feel to play drums like a guy? I don't know. I'm not a guy, you know, and they asked it over and over again. They also said, you know, do you have boyfriends and what kind of lover do you have?
5: What kind of lover do you think you are?
1: So Alice, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've always known how comfortable you were in our being gay. I also, from the earliest time I can remember, Fanny, understood, because my father had talked about it a lot, that the band could not be out because of the time. But you were always asked about your private lives by both male and female journalists, which surprised me. But I'm just curious how you dealt with that.
2: Well... We all had our own way of answering it. You know, my pet answer when they asked whether or not we had boyfriends and what have you, mine was always, I'm taken. You know, yeah. it was his, if they had all had the same little, you know, interview manual, how to
1: interview <laughs> a female musician. <laughs> i don't think it's a manual i think it was more like a pamphlet yeah right right yeah. 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 very short one yeah <laughs> really short one and
2: yeah. they, they always <laughs> asked you know and i always found that question really troubling because i didn't like to lie i wasn't comfortable lying and i did have a girlfriend at home you know mm-hmm. um i was comfortable with who i was and that i was gay the fact that i had to hide it was the hard part so yeah Kristen, Mm -hmm. we knew we knew fanny could not be seen as a band of lesbians that Mm -hmm. would have killed any chance that we had to make it you know Mm -hmm. but saying all of that i used to joke with our road manager mark that if we went out to a bar we'd both be checking out the same girl (laughs) (laughs) dibs she's mine yeah (laughs) Yeah, who could move <laughs> fastest, right?
1: <laughs> I'd say who was the cutest, but okay. Uh, oh, good, that's good, Kristen. You, I'd win. You win. You win. I win. Yeah. <laughs> My father always found it so fascinating when Fanny performed live. Yeah. Because regardless of who any of you were seeing privately, I mean, you were all gorgeous, playing your own instruments, you know, as you said, a sea of open mouths yeah. gaping at you. Yep. And yet no male fans. Well, I shouldn't say no. That's a little extreme. But it, <laughs> it, the male fans were incredibly shy around you and were. barely hit on you. Whereas my father was also managing at the time... Tiny Tim, for example. Yeah, Yeah, well, exactly. Not the most attractive man on the planet. And yet women would be throwing their panties at him or sending him love notes. I think they were paid shills. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, (laughs) Actually, what's interesting is they were not paid shills. I mean, and beautiful women were throwing themselves at Tiny Tim. Another thing my father found fascinating, including Miss Vicky and when Tiny Tim married her on The Tonight Show.
2: Yeah, and mm. I, I do remember guys, you know, would come up to us after a gig. And, you know, you could tell they were interested, you know, but they'd be kind of hanging around, shuffling their feet. And I, by the time they figured out what they were going to say, it was more like, "Uh, what kind of sticks do you use? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: you must have been so intimidating to them. Oh, you bet. <laughs>
2: You bet. (laughs) You know, those biceps
5: scared the hell out of them.
2: Oh, yeah, that part right there, June, mm-hmm. Gina, and Nikki, they're all climbing the scale together. I just love it. I love I
1: it. I do too.
4: For me, it was quite an exercise for us as a band to keep up at that tempo with the complexities mm-hmm. of the chord structure and mm-hmm. that because it just kept going on and on and on like a, like a train. I just thought, oh, I got to keep up with this. So that whole song, I thought, was just uh, like a train kept going on and we had to keep up with the complexities of the of the chording and the melody
3: you and Alice Jean are you know totally drove that tune I mean that's where the the focus and the function of the music as it was projected that's where I feel it really shown
1: well I completely agree with June but I think she her playing on this was fantastic oh yeah and she you know, you think it's just so I, well, funky she,
2: yeah she helped drive the tune
1: too you know She really did. Really did. And she used the word function. Yeah. And when she said that, all I could think of is yeah, with a K. (laughs) (laughs) We got the funk. (laughs) Yeah. Because it really Mm -hmm. is. It really is. Here's a part of the conversation when I shared with June just how funky I thought the song was and the playing. Well, that's when you know it's good funky, when it feels and sounds effortless, you know? That's exactly right, you know?
3: And we had that combination where you have that rhythm section just plowing ahead and just like, you know, sparks are just coming off of their parts. But at the same time, you've got those backup vocals. People, gird your loins. Listen to those three-part harmonies. Go, some kind of love. You You know, we're really spitting it out. People
5: say Say you love love me. Love love me all the the time. time you are
2: I, I'm I'm getting out of breath just listening to the song. You know, oh, this yeah. track was oh, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, the track was so I'm 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 tired. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, I, need a, I need a drink or something yeah, yeah exactly yeah. well here's my little secret i had to look up the phrase gird your loins Really, i've never heard it <laughs> <laughs> uh, southern illinois people but yeah. anyway uh but once i did uh june was absolutely right this song is a kick-ass song it
1: is this is really yeah really top-notch you know the harmonies are great this is yet another oh, yeah. fantastic Nikki lyric yep. that I just think is so brilliant. You know, quote, what kind of lover do you think you are? You drink me dry, then tell me you're thirsty. I mean, you yeah. know, close oh, yeah. quote. She is strong and defiant, yep. calling her lover on his bullshit with such perfect, stinging poetry. Yep. Ugh, yep. I just love it. This could be autobiographical for me. It's at a certain <laughs> point in my life. <laughs> That's why I feel so passionately about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Nikki's strength and defiance i'd like to dispel a myth about my dad yes and fanny no my dad did not fire nikki right <laughs> let me say it plain and clear he understood her brilliance he really did and how necessary she was to the overall sound of fanny and that was the fanny he loved the rock and roll fanny so no yeah. he didn't fire. no her. he didn't fire her that's you know silly
2: stop it you know mm-hmm. nikki could be a pain in the ass she really could but so could your dad you know? Oh yeah, Nikki, oh yeah. She was Nikki was difficult, <laughs> but she was so effing brilliant. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But there are, I think we have a lot more fanny myths and rumors and secrets. But this is the only serving we're going to give out today, isn't it? Uh, just a dollop. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a dollop. Just a dollop, <laughs> or, a, or a dram, or a drib, or a whatever. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Christian, what is the next episode beginning to look like? Well, I'm very excited because Mm -hmm. the Get Behind Fanny podcast is having our very first guest. It's it's Linda Wolf, Fanny's first photographer and the one who took the iconic no-parking picture. And in addition to Linda joining us, we're going to be listening to two songs off the self-titled album, Fanny, Mm -hmm. Bitter Wine, and Linda's all-time favorite, Badge. I love it. So (laughs) if you have any questions about the song, or the songs, send them into to fannyrocks.com. Um, but for now, Byron, why don't you give us the social media?
0: Sure. Over on Twitter, you can find us at rocks underscore fanny. On Instagram at fannyrocks underscore 1970. Over on the Facebook, as Fanny Rock Band. And then on YouTube at Fanny Rocks. And, of course, drop by the official Fanny website at fannyrocks.com. You can always send it an email there. And always, you can use the hashtags Ellis. June jams, Jean Ginny, and Nikki notes.
1: Jean and Genie. Hashtag yes, oh,
0: Gene <laughs> Did I not say that right? Oh well, close enough. Jean close Genie. Enough. Yes, yep. Just quote David Bowie. And
1: uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
2: and yeah. For a
0: bonus on this episode, we have yes. another get behind Fanny podcast contest. Let's uh, Yes, we'll bring that in. <laughs> and this time, we're gonna. Well, thank you for a long applause thank you
2: <laughs> that standing that ovation, ovation. Exactly. Standing ovation, that's right man
0: I'm, I'm one and only
2: <laughs> oh you deserve more we'll give you more as
0: the year. We'll, we'll give you more. more all right there we go this time the contest is going to feature some of June's guitar licks so let's listen cool
5: Byron, great excellent. job! Excellent job. Yeah, Another you. standing you. ovation. Yeah. You put in the clapping clip. Yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, we <laughs> there we go.
1: Well that done. Was excellent. Well that done. That was really good. Yep. Thank you. 13, right? 13 songs. 13 know, clips. Yep.
0: That's, that's your only hint. 13 clips. Woo That's great. And the
1: prize this time will be another book of photography by Linda Wolf, but not pics of Fanny. Mm -hmm. This time it's a collection of photos she took while she was on tour with Joe Cocker in 1970. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's really cool. It's a great book. So be sure to join us for episode 20 to hear Linda share her memories of those wild, wild days at Fanny Hill. But for (laughs) now, Byron, that's a lot of secrets. I think we're done. That's a wrap. (laughs) Hit it. We killed it.